0: Going on, boys and girls. welcome to yet another episode of pittsburgh baseball now's very own podcast or better known to the cool cats two and a half gringos. We have a full team today, boys and girls full team we got the half gringo and we got the two gringos and uh the one we were missing
1: the one we were missing was
0: everyone's favorite Louisiana gringo Nola jeffy. what's it like to be back, Nola? you feel good? Oh, it's
1: fantastic. I got a freshly shaved head. You can see the glare probably right now.
2: (laughs) I'm blinded. I'm blinded.
1: And for people who uh, aren't watching this
0: because I don't post it on YouTube, uh, it looks like Nola has no neck with his uh, luscious, uh, (laughs) dark-colored beard. And he's sitting all brooding-like in the dark. It's it's wonderful. Um, Murph, what's going on, buddy? How how have you been since uh, we last spoke?
2: I'm doing good, doing good. I'm I'm glad I uh, apparently missed a Pirates game Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, there there there's oh, a there's okay. a Pirates game that happened. Uh, okay. That's, that's, that's the positive with the uh, West Coast trip right now. Is I honestly I was cooking dinner for my son and it was like, you mentioned the Pirates game. I was like, oh right, it started already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and we got and we got some things to talk about uh,
0: with the major league club. Uh recently, as you all know, the Pirates lost five to three to the Red Sox. Uh Mitch Keller pitched, but I, I don't think he uh uh is feeling too well. Uh left the game after two innings pitched with what is being described as right shoulder fatigue. And I mean when you're carrying the team recently, I, I'm sure his back hurts too. Uh yeah. <laughs> I I don't I I suspect Mitch goes on the IL for at least seven. Uh, just to give him rest, maybe 10. But uh, he did not look too good Tuesday. Um, Got hit hard from what it seemed like. Five hits, four earned runs, five runs given up. I mean, what are you going to do? The the shit happens, but it it is rather discouraging to see from Mitch. But, you know, dude needs a rest. Dude, he was on a torrid pace. What was it, six straight starts of six-plus innings, Uh, I think the most runs he gave up in an outing was four runs, and that was against the Yankees, I'm pretty sure. Um, So I'm not really mad at this game whatsoever in terms of Keller. I'm not, you know, taken back by his outing. Um, But I kind of wanted to get your guys' feel on, you know, this run that Keller has been on. And does this night really mean anything other
2: than he needs a rest? I think I think we'll have to kind of wait to see how that uh, plays out with it. You know, if he um, if he does have to make a, a stint on the the IL, IL, then like you can probably just chop the, that start up to that. You know, hopefully everything's good and all that. We saw the velocity was down, um, which yeah. is never a good sign usually with pitchers. Um, so I, I guess at this point it's kind of a kind of a waiting game to see. You know, if it's something that's gonna keep him down or keep him out for a little bit, then that would explain it. And I'd be willing just to kind of, well, I mean, regardless with how he's pitched, I'm okay with tossing this one out, especially with the the shoulder issue. I mean, he at this point, he's putting more good games on paper than he is bad, so. Yeah, yeah. Sinker Mitch,
0: yeah. man. Ray Searage is um, yeah. happy somewhere. Um, Nola, yeah. I, <laughs> how are you feeling about Mitch and, and his recent run? And I kind of wanted your take on tonight's start.
1: Uh, I mean, in general, the, with the way he's pitched and see, so he performed uh, in the sinker, Mitch, I, I really like what we've been seeing with him. Um, and like you said, the, was, I think it was six starts of at least six plus innings prior to his previous one. I think he only lasted five, five or third, third, uh, yeah. three runs. But uh, I think he's showcasing that he could be a part of the future rotation. Um, tonight's start, I mean, yeah, there's really not much to say other than you just hope he's okay. You hope there's nothing serious. Because um, for me, honestly, I know I've been saying this to uh, y'all, Yins, um, and even have been I, uh, QT'd the uh, article I wrote on Saturday for the discussion piece on P2. What worries me more is with 46 games to go, I mean, Thompson's been slowing down. Uh, Brubaker had gotten roughed up a little recently. If Keller's out, I mean, there isn't much depth. I mean, there really isn't going to be many guys to choose from in the minors. I comes to it. <laughs> that that won't stir up some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Bur- Burrows is on has already been starting to get limited. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure he was going to get at least to start maybe at the end of year, but. I mean, you can't count on him to slide right in with already being limited.
2: No. They got him coming out of the bullpen right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Bolton threw tonight, I think, was it three innings, five Ks, but it was only three innings, and Mm -hmm. I don't think he's thrown more than three innings for two months. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. COVID really messed him up.
1: Yeah. He messed up his
0: whole trajectory. Yeah. Well, Nola, you mentioned, you know, Mitch being a part of the future rotation, someone that we hope is a part of the future rotation and is there for quite some time is Ruanze Contreras. And Jason Mackey came out with the news uh, Tuesday uh, that Roe was in the clubhouse and he was going to get called up. And here we are. He's going to start Wednesday. How are we feeling about, you know, Rowe finally coming up? And can we please finally put to bed that this was nothing but Super 2, uh shenanigans going on with him? I mean, yeah, you got to be careful. I get it. I mean, I wrote an article on it. You have to be careful, obviously, with the forearm issue. And he hasn't thrown more than, I think, 76 innings uh, since 2019 when he was with Charleston. Uh, I think he threw 132 somewhere around that neighborhood. Um so w- what what can we expect from Rowanzi uh Wednesday uh you know a lot of people are going to have their expectations high but i i really expect four innings out of him maybe um if he is efficient maybe five i mean we saw what he did in uh Indianapolis i mean they limited him a, limited him a lot Um, I think he went five innings his last outing. I I don't know. I I really don't expect a whole lot from him.
1: I was looking at his game log recently, just, you know, ever since he had been sent down. And, um, yeah, he had four starts, which was a total of 14 innings, and it went two innings, three innings, four innings, five innings. Um, And what was it? He had 22 Ks to two walks and 14 innings. So I think the best we could hope for is four. As of now, because obviously they're not going to push him too much. Yeah. Again, especially with everything going on with the other starters, they don't want to push him too hard. Um, but then they don't want to put too much on their bullpen. But I'm, look- they I'm looking forward at this point, it. though. Yeah, it's. There, we're going to have probably at least half a dozen relievers with like seventy plus, even close to eighty innings by the end of the year. Oh That's yeah. A lot. Yeah. I brought up consistently. With Roanze,
0: you keep him at the major league level and you do the same thing they did with Beatty. Throw him out there for three innings. It doesn't mess with his arm. You have him on a starting rotation, like a consistent uh, schedule as a starter, but you throw him out there for three innings. I mean, you're doing the same thing with Beatty. You're using the bullpen anyways. Mm-hmm. Anything other than super two talk is preposterous at this point.
1: Yeah, it so you, really you can't is. tell me you're you can't tell me you're trying to build him up. Meanwhile, like you're saying with BD, it was like it was like one inning, then two innings, then three innings, right. and he threw three point two like what was it seventy four pitches? Yeah,
2: in yeah. his it's last 80 time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it's just preposterous to think.
1: I think about. I that's why I think I said to Gary on Twitter today. I was like, it, it could at least get better with their answers and be like, he's working on something mechanical or a new grip or something. Like, come up with some other. BS answer that isn't easily verifiable um, with another pitcher on the major league roster.
0: Well, Charrington, Charrington did his, his little sly move on his radio show on Sunday. And I wrote about it. He said, Rowanzi brought up that he wanted to work on some things in AAA, but he didn't mention what he was going to work on. And, and, you know, I, I said in it, I mean, for a front office that says they were going to be more transparent than their, uh, the previous regime, they've been nothing but the same. It, it, it's its ridiculous at this point. You you need to have a front office that's at least going to be
2: honest with you. It's not going to be worse. You. Yeah. It's starting to get worse, yeah. And it, and it really this, is.
1: And that's why at this point I'm like, you know, even if and when they're good again, I'm still probably going to hate this front office just because of how they've been running this all so far. It's frustrating. It really is because,
0: you know, growing up, I was a Pirates fan, you know, and now now you're in this realm of you have to be a little more uh, unbiased and you got to report that. But it's frustrating, man. It it really is. You got to look at things the way they are. And I think Dennis Eckersley uh, kind of culminated the, the entire frustration of Pirates fans. In general, calling this team a bunch of you know a hodgepodge and it's pathetic, you know. And Nola, you you said it better on the you know the pre-show. So I'll I'll let you say uh, your piece on uh, what Eckersley had to say about uh, the Pirates on Tuesday.
1: Saying that they came, they just came from Kansas City with a bunch of young kids playing. But then you said it's not the same because all the kids in Kansas City are high end prospects that are probably going to be on the roster in the future, whereas the Pirates are just a bunch of no-namers, as you said, a hodgepodge roster. Yeah. And,
0: and you know, it's, it's hard to argue with it. It, it really is. I mean, when, when you're fielding guys like Josh Van Meter, Yoshi Tsutsugo for such a long time, uh, Greg Allen, who I, I'm not as low on Greg Allen as some people are, but, I mean, he's not – Anything more than a fourth, maybe even fifth outfield option on a contending team. I mean,
1: so, yeah, you, you got guys you want to root for, but you want to root for them as like your twenty fifth or twenty sixth man on the roster. Exactly. It,
0: I can't find anything wrong with what Eckersley said, and and Murph, I know you. This was just brought to light to you, but you know, I kind of want your opinion on the whole matter of this hodgepodge, quote unquote. Uh, roster that
2: Ben Sherrington has uh, fielded uh, in I mean, 2022 I mean I, I I get I get it I get it it's it's things aren't looking great and they, they, everything's still looking bleakish when you know there's there's hope and this is supposed to be the first wave and and whatnot and you know, you still got people like Josh Van Meter playing, and, and like I, I'm on board with you, Cody. Like I'm not as down on like Greg Allen. I actually think he's he's a nice little piece to have in the you know in the outfield like that. And I mean, with as many, especially with as many left-handed hitters they have, you know, have an extra guy who can like you know switch hitter to hit, hit on the other side. I thinking about it. If, if you think about it at the beginning of the season, I I, I think. The the guys that we knew outside of Cruz, obviously, you know, Ono Cruz is supposed to be a big piece. A lot of these guys that are coming up, I don't think we're supposed to be the difference makers and stuff like that. So they're, they're, they're at best. A lot of these guys are just added pieces to who are supposed to be here. They're supposed to compliment the rest of the guys that are supposed to be coming in. I, I just think that maybe... There's like a misconception going on that, like you know, that uh, Jack Sewinsky's was supposed to save the team and, and and stuff like that, and and they're they're not really that's not really who we're waiting for. You know, we're waiting for the the Nick Gonzalez's, the Pigueros, the Henry Davises. We saw what uh, Solomito and Bubba Chandler did down in Single leg on t- Tuesday night. They pitched a combined shutout. I I just always kind of felt that like the true help, the big impact pieces, were still on the way. Yeah, and that this year's more of complementary pieces. So yeah, yeah, of course they're going to struggle because a lot of these guys are going to be shuffling back and forth from the the minor leagues most of their career to help out the rest of the guys who come. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's just me. I think we kind. I think there's kind of a false hope given. Or I, I know Nola says this all the time about like. Uh, some Pirates fans get their hopes up too high over every little thing and then so like Mm -hmm. oh prospects are here that means everything's fixed well maybe it wasn't these prospects that were supposed to be the one who fixed Cruz yes Contreras. yes maybe maybe the rest of them are just supposed to be like the the support to the actual impact players that's just me with no, it, so. absolutely. So, no, no, no wonder, no wonder Kansas City and Pittsburgh are being looked at two different things. I mean, you're talking about with the guys that are kids that are coming up with Kansas City. You're talking like Bobby Witt, top prospect in baseball, yeah. going into the season, and, and MJ Melendez, and you know, like these guys are these guys are like what the Pirates have in in single and double A just a couple years from now. So that's at least the way that I, look. I I've been yeah, at it. I
1: mean, all all four guys, like you said, Witt, uh Melendez and then Prado and Pascatino, they're all yep. top one hundred prospects. Yep. And look at the two top one hundred prospects that that the
2: pirates have had come up mm. this year. They've both okay, you can you can argue and fight about Cruz's strikeouts and, and and everything like that. He he he's still helped this team mm. out offensively when needed be defensively when
1: yeah. he'd be. And uh, then that's not even, has
2: been awesome. Yeah. Okay. Outside of that you got a bunch of guys who were probably bench and quad A guys. And that's always mm-hmm. been the case for well say that's, that, that's not
1: even case. touching on, you know, the last year or two with the Royals. I mean they've you got Brady Singer who was a first round top one hundred kid. Yeah. You got Daniel Lynch and uh I forget there was another pitcher like all. Oh, it's all these like first round or top 100 guys that they're loading the roster with. Whereas right now, like you said, it's almost as if Ben's been trying to bring in and acquire, develop his future van meters and Padlos, hmm Guys yeah. that are going to be their immediate triple a depth that, Oh no, Cruz is hurt. Who are we going to call on? Ghostbusters.
0: I was just thinking Ghostbusters. man. <laughs> Okay. Um before we wrap it up to my epic dad joke, uh that's gonna be the final segment, my epic dad joke, but um you boys paid attention to the minor leagues uh Tuesday night and you wanted to discuss some of uh some of the pitching performances that happened because you know, just looking purely at the box scores, there was quite a few performances that need to be, you know, shouted out. So uh Jones, I, I saw you guys were discussing. Uh, quite frequently. Uh, Murphy brought up Solamedo and um, Bubba Chandler's outing in Bradenton. Mm -hmm. So um, what were some other performances that you think uh, need to be made known since there is no player of the week uh, for this episode?
2: We're just kind of touching a little bit further on Jared Jones. I thought it was like he went head to head with a major league pitcher, like a Mm -hmm. very good major league pitcher on um, rehab assignment, and Mike Soroka came out and struck out the side on 10 pitches on the top of the first, and then Jared Jones matched him strikeout for strikeout in in the bottom, and they they combined for nine strikeouts in the first two innings. Jones kind of faded a little bit. I think that's kind of been a thing if you, like, I'm sure if you kind of dig into it a a little bit deeper, it kind of seems like as the game goes on, that's when the stuff kind of starts doing. He's 21 in high A. I see Cody smirk on his face about But, well, that's uh, I.
1: And thinking about it, it actually kind of reminds me of Michael Burrows when he was a little lower. He would have those like yeah. first, first two innings where he, you know, breezed through on like twenty-two pitches, and then the third and fourth inning would be like you'd <clears throat> add thirty pitches to his total, but then like shut it down for like another inning, like the fifth inning, and, and it's almost pretty much exactly what he's been yeah. doing. And and he's still learning how to pitch. He's in high A. And
2: I think I think this was a perfect kind of matchup for him on it and a reminder too that like for as good as we see like when when, when we look you know some people look at the box scores and stuff like that and they see how good some of these guys are doing in high a it it's a good reminder just still how far along they are away mm. from the majors because you send a major league pitcher down there to, to for rehab and he strikes that he gets eight nine eight of his nine outs are strikeouts mm. like what that's that's oh no he he came in for another so eight, he had eight strikeouts in four innings yeah okay. eight of his first nine were strikeouts and
1: and in Rome uh the Rome Braves lineup's no slouch either because I mean no. that their team's running away with their division title in the second yeah. half right they, now they have roughed up
2: Jerry Jones a lot like one of the last times they they roughed him up pretty good mm-hmm. and he bounced back he, he gave up a home run the but like like I said it looks good like overall like I don't really care what his numbers are looking like right now that's solid outing for him. And like if he can carry that out the rest of the year, that's, that's awesome. So he, yep. he was, he was kind of the main guy that I, that I kind of gravitated towards tonight, obviously since we don't get to see Greensboro too much.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Nola, did you have any, uh, you know, stand, standout performances before we uh, wrap the show up?
1: Um, I guess I, I didn't really have any particular, I mean, Murph already brought up, you know, Chandler and solo, uh, I guess ant, as uh his father calls him, uh throwing <laughs> that uh shutout. Uh they pitched the full nine innings and that was I wish we could have seen it. Um yeah. I mean obviously Jones already brought it up, but I know like uh the uh FCL squad, they had uh three of the recent well two recent draft picks and what the um uh, undrafted free agent signing. They each Made an appearance. Derek Diamond made his debut, went a shutout inning. Um, Velasquez Birdsong each threw a shutout inning. Um, the DSL Gold Team they they've already won their division uh, a couple games ago, I think, and uh, they had a one hit shutout. So there, there was some pretty nice pitching performances. Bolton three innings, five Ks. I think I already mentioned. So they'll be
0: Yankees up. soon enough. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
2: yeah absolutely
0: yeah <laughs> all right folks well the, the time has come to where i give you my epic uh, dad joke and, and it's kind of more on the serious side of things because it's true um so i just need you know to ask you guys you know who chad kroger is right oh jeez. murph yes. you know who chad kroger okay all right. Nickelback <laughs> gets a lot of gets a lot of uh hate. I, I don't know why I grew up on Nickelback, so I kinda like it. Anyways, yeah, that's it's uh, my cringe for the day. But you know, he's Canadian and every time when Nickelback isn't on tour, uh, he does, you know, little plays. He doesn't want to be really known, he just does plays here and there. And, you know, one of the plays uh involves, you know, the manger scene with Jesus and uh you know he's played every role pretty much he's played you know the pig the sheep uh even joseph uh but he never played it as a wise man just wanted you to know he never played it as a wise man
1: i'm never <laughs> coming on here again you know i i retire <laughs> <laughs>
0: But guys, uh, like I said in the previous episode, uh, we really appreciate the support and on the new format of the show, we might have went over the 20 minute mark. I'm not entirely sure. But um, okay. Row day. Row day. Row row day. day, Row day. day. We say our goodbyes and we give out our socials. Uh, I'll start out with Myself, I would really appreciate a follow on Twitter at 2hg13. Yeah, give me a follow, follow on my work on Pittsburgh Baseball Now. Uh, one article away from 500 as we speak. Murph, give out your social, Big Bear.
2: As always, give me a follow on Twitter at double underscore Murphy 88. You can find all my written work on Pirates Prospects. Give them a follow as well, at Pirate Prospects, and uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel for some uh, Pirates highlights and stuff like that. Almost still 100 subscribers. It would be nice to get that before the end of the week. Let's get
0: it. Then you get get
1: audio. Louisiana Ted,
0: give out your social,
1: man. All right, I'm uh, at Nola Jeffy, N-O-L-A-J-E-F-F-Y.
0: Give him a follow. Or unfollow to 69.
1: Either. So one. He's or close to 169. 169. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't. Yeah. 169. Because we check. Ooh, I am. Only 12 to go. Oh, shit. All right,
0: 169. New goal. And then Murph will give you the audio. He needs 100 subscribers on YouTube and 169 follows for Nola. Absolutely. Bangers. Two bangers. Right there. Banging out. Um but guys, since we have the full crew, Murph couldn't do it, Nola. He couldn't match up with me. With uh, I, I, I had to do it in your honor. He didn't. Solidarity, bastard. But anyways,
1: <laughs> and three. Us, p two people have to stick together. Two. I blame it on your connection. One. Let's let's let go go. Bucks,
0: Bucks. you Bucks. bastards.